Season. This is the Never Ending Glory podcast, college football edition. Shill here with the normal three guys, Farky, Sean Z, and Memphis Matt. Guys, I, I need Memphis Matt's opinion on this. We already talked about it. Memphis Matt, wife ordered Giant Eagle um, Curbside Express. No, oh, God. And I'm not sure if I'm lazy or elite. So we literally just drove there. They already had our groceries ready. The guy loaded it in the back car as I sat in the passenger seat. Am I super lazy or is that elite status, making somebody else do that and not having to go to the grocery store? So it doesn't actually cost anything extra, correct? Yeah. Um, You're not paying enough for something cool. Yeah, Yeah. nothing. Yeah, Uh, it's elite status. I have no problem with it. I have zero problem with it. Zero. You're asking someone that is habitually lazy himself. This is a <laughs> this is a tainted question and framed to all the wrong people. Like you, you're asking Shrek, the cat, you won't even tweet anymore because he's so useless. You're asking all Burris. Burris can't even go to Marks anymore for his kid. He's got to order diapers from Amazon and have them dropped from a drone because he blows technology. You're you're I, out of your mind if you don't think that that's lazy, good for nothing trickster i'm not gonna uh lie to you last year we were at a pool party and michelle wanted chips and salsa and a pool raft and she amazon prime now them to the house and they showed up two hours later chips and salsa and a raft <laughs> I'm here's the thing the raft is the raft is still in my garage and it's in the slight it looks like a slice of watermelon if I was going to have it brought up to the curb, I wouldn't even bother going there to do it. That's why I had it delivered to my house. <laughs> Sean, I think it's three to one. No, no, I'm not, but, but if you saw my message, I, I won't do it Farkas again. Farkas likes to pick vegetables, produce. Like he, he reads the newspaper. I refuse to believe that if Jason thinks about this reasonably, that he actually believes the idea of pulling in and having someone do their grocery shopping for him. I, no, no, I just no. don't I, buy I it. I said I'll never do it again. I'll, I'll never do it again. It's not elite. I, I got no problem with it. I do have to admit, halfway through, I felt bad, and I actually got out and helped him put the rest of them in there. So That's not elite. That's not no, no, you gotta let him do it. And I actually looked. <laughs> I actually looked at the website. You're not allowed to tip. Those guys don't accept tips. Yeah, well, I mean, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's recap last week, guys. Um, for as good as we were week eight, we were off a of week nine. Um, like our pod bets went one and three, so we're up about half a unit right now on the year at eleven nine and three. I'm sure we want to get into this. Um, I was in New York City, so I only saw the last eight minutes. So Ohio State, Penn State was obviously the big game of the weekend. So I actually saw the exciting part of it. Um, Sean, we'll start with you since you were at the game. And maybe if you want to get into detail of how that experience went with your wife. What did you think of the game there? Um, You know what? It was one of those things where – you never felt Ohio State was out of it, even though the score may have reflected it early um, on a little bit. Uh, overall, just you know, fantastic atmosphere. I think Penn State performed even better than I expected, and I I, I thought they'd cover. Um, just for whatever reason, they just 
they seemed to allow Ohio State to get comfortable and then couldn't kind of – they almost scored too much early and got a lead that they – it made it tough for them to call plays then. They, they kind of got out of rhythm, which happens sometimes to teams that get ahead. Uh, and then it was just like Ohio State was going to win as long as there was going to be enough. Like if they got – always just got the ball with the chance to win, they were they were going to flip the score. And then uh, the, the kickoff at the end was – atrocious i thought that was headed for a field goal back for penn state and all sorts of special team stories but they literally held them in three consecutive or four consecutive downs and uh kind of the rest is history on it now i i looked at um because i i tried to get caught up on how the game went pretty much spotted 14 nothing we had the opening kickoff to the house by barkley and then a fumble and then what 20 yards and then it's 14 nothing boom like that yeah pretty much i mean I got to be honest, I drank some of the cheapest rat vodka that Nader can attest to. And I drank like a whole, I don't know, how much would I have? A handle, a fifth? fifth. I I don't know. Then I drank. I never did did ask, why did you have that vodka? Because that's not elite. So the vodka is because we took an Uber and there was just a single orange juice that that someone left in the Uber. And the guy's like, I'm going to throw it out. And I'm like, Oh, we'll take that. I took the orange juice, drank a little bit because it was breakfast time. And then I was like, hey, we think we can run over there and get, get some old liquor. And me and the Nader walked over and got, babe, what was it called? Kamchatka. It was 42 proof. It sucks. It was, it was bad. Just, oh. you know, a couple sips and dumped the whole thing in there, shook it about, and uh, literally drank basically the entire thing. And, and we even were tailgating with, with Nader's cousin. And what did, what did your cousin say? Um, well, he actually dumped it out after you gave it to him. He was like, this ain't good. And just dumped it out. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis, Matt, what do you um, think? Yeah. I mean, I've got two things I want to talk about. The first is I'm going to read this verbatim from my dad's text. And remember, you need to remember that he is not 35. Like we are. This is a 63 year old man. And it actually says play calling sucks. If I see one more of those horizontal passes, I'm going to shoot myself. So, you know, Vlad wasn't feeling the screen passes. You know, OSU did dominate the game. Um, I mean, from every statistical category, except for obviously special teams was pathetic. Um, you know, I was happy to, after go down 14, nothing was happy to get out of there with a win. Um, amazingly, I mean, right, wrong or indifferent JT Barrett has got somehow gotten himself an invite to New York at this point in time. I mean, it, it amazes me. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is Sean Z called a pizza shop at about 1030 and ordered a large pizza. And they said, we only deliver if it's $40 or more. And Sean said, just give me two of those pizzas. No, no, no. I said, well, that's your lucky night. Cause I just ordered two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't even eat one full one because there were only three of us eating it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, a leak. What do you think? Same thing. <clears throat> Same thing. These, Guys, it was one of those games where I, I never really felt too terribly worried about it. Um, you know, that's a probably a momentum focus issue with the kickoff at the beginning of the game. And then, like we talked about last week, I thought we needed to go back on at least the second drive, I think we mentioned, and try to get points, which um, that didn't happen. But, I mean, they hung around. And then in the fourth quarter, I think I sent a video out to everybody or earlier in the week, too, that showed those 16 completions that Barrett was in the fourth quarter, 16 out of 16. The pockets that he was standing in, it, it was almost like Penn State was gassed. They 
they were out of it. They couldn't get any pressure on him. He did get hit real hard on that last drive, one play where I think he threw that pass to the right sideline. But other than that, I mean, he had four or five stable seconds, all 16 passes. It was incredible. So I'm, I'm going to say, other than the fact that uh, we did put a lot of pressure on McSorley with the, with the defensive front, I'd say the offensive line won the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, from the ending that I saw, the defensive line – I don't know if they played like this the whole way. You guys can touch on that. But that defensive line was freaking monsters in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was good. It was it was impressive. But yeah. we knew that was going to be part of it. That's all we got, guys. Sean, well, how- I'll say this. Ohio State, a uh, little recruiting. Big news. Not sure if their quarterback commit, Emory Jones, will still be a commit by the end of the weekend. If he goes to Alabama, he gone. Hot take. Hot recruiting take. Speaking of he gone, let's get into that. We, uh, we're getting that time of year, guys, where pretty much every pod we're going to be he gone and somebody. We thought it'd be our boy Butch Jones. Somehow he's still employed. But uh, the first first guy to fall, Jim McElwain here from, uh, from Florida. He gone! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's the hawk. Big, that's your first hawk. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, th- I found this really interesting. So the odds came out, and it was uh, pretty close. A couple people at three to one, a couple people at seven to one. They um, let me pull it up here. Since then, Scott Frost is minus one thirty to take over that job in Florida. Um, when it was like Dan Mullen, and then you got those other hot names, Matt Campbell, Dino Babers, but now it's now it's Scott Frost. He's minus one thirty right now as I pull this up uh, to be the next Florida head coach. What do you guys think? I think he's more equipped to take that job than he would be the Tennessee job. Those people have zero patience up there at Old Rocky Top. It's uh, whoever that next coach is going to be better win. I got to be honest. I, Florida, there, there's racial issues there. They should hire Willie Tag- Taggart in a heartbeat. Like that should be done already. Oregon's in the dumper a little bit. I think the perfect time to strike. If I'm Scott Frost, I actually, I think I'm a better fit for for Nebraska and going back home. But you know, maybe he takes the Florida job. I, I, I don't know. I think it's got to happen pretty quick, personally. Can, can in, a, you, in a perfect world, Charlie Strong would get hired, so we could just dog it every single week next year. But that that won't happen. So, agree. Can you recruit Nebraska anymore? I know you brought that up. I, I think that program's dead. Great question. They actually have a pretty good. They actually have a pretty good recruiting class. They got they got a couple receivers. That they they, I don't know. I mean, I think you got to develop. I, it, too much is put on recruiting sometimes. You know, it's one thing to be Bama, but some of the Michigan State develops these these teams. They don't recruit terribly well, but there's a reason why they're kind of always at or near the top. And meanwhile, you know, we're picking USC some of these weeks, and they're getting beat by thirty. Well, when Bobby Swagger, when he went on his recruiting visits, I talked to his dad and uh, he said, you know, for those of you people that don't know who he is, but he went to Michigan, Stanford, Nebraska, uh, saw a bunch of nice big schools. And his dad said far and away, Nebraska had the best facilities of any school they visited. Yeah, there you go, show right in your face. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, <laughs> another thing this week, the uh First of, I believe, six playoff rankings came out. I wasn't super surprised. Maybe 
you know, you guys might be a little upset with Ohio State at six. The one thing I did like about the committee is they did not reward Wisconsin and Miami, who are undefeated, for pretty much playing nobody and still being undefeated. So your top four is Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Keep in mind, these are all subject to change every week. OU and Ohio State are five and six, respectively. Sean, um, any thoughts there? No, I, I don't have a ton of terrible takeaways from that. I think it's too early. I, I think they should be waiting another week or two and letting a couple more of these these weeks play out. I'll say this. These next two weeks for Miami, if they win these next two, then all of a sudden it gets really interesting for them. I, I look at this, and I'm kind of – I think if you're a Penn State fan, you're, you're kind of scratching your head saying, how what's going to be our path other than just teams have to all lose? Because where the, where's their next marquee win? You have to start thinking, like, where can we gain? Ohio State can beat Wisconsin – you know, maybe a Michigan, Iowa's a decent enough team. Like you have to start plotting out who can we beat to jump into the top four. That's that's maybe the exercise that that I'm interested in. Um, but I, I think you have to be obviously concerned uh, if if you know you're you're in that Penn State TCU range because those guys behind you, if they take care of business, are leaping you. Yeah, uh, um, the odds right here have Bama pretty much a shoe in, and then you're. These are based on odds. You got Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson are two through four according to the odds there. Farky, uh, do you see anything surprising with the rankings? All joking aside about Notre Dame because I do give them a hard time year over year, but seriously, they're the only one that I feel like is a little bit of a stretch, and I, I think it's just because of some of the things we hit on in previous weeks that they are one dimensional. Uh, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They have basically barely lost at Georgia, who's sitting at one right now and has had a hell of a year, but. Um, I think uh, if, if they were to play, you know, four or five of those teams, including Ohio State, I think they would probably come out the least deserving of being in there. But like Sean said, it's too early. I mean, you still got to play a couple more weeks because there's some good games coming up over the course of the next three. Memphis, man, any thoughts here on the rankings? No, I'm pretty happy with them, actually. I mean, obviously, your standard OSU fan down here is pretty upset about it. And I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago had – had Iowa State not beaten TCU, then, you know, maybe you could put the case of Ohio State in front of OU. But, um, you know, Ohio State's where they should be. That that Iowa State loss, it doesn't look too bad now for Oklahoma. Um, and really, you know, I I saw a stat the other day, and I'm sure most people know it, but only five teams out of the original 12 that have ever been ranked mm-hmm. have made the bowl, you know the the final rankings and you know ESPN just drove that into the ground but that stat is worthy I mean it shows that these teams you know change in and out basically as the season goes on so I think really if you're in that you know top eight right now I mean you've got as good a chance as any to make it in there so it's all crapshoot right right now at this point I agree I think I mean how many times we've seen teams Mississippi State back when they had Dak they were one, and then all of a sudden they lost back-to-back weeks. Like, you get a target, you play different, especially when you're 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. So I, it doesn't surprise me that OSU fa- the OSU fans think they should be ahead of uh, Oklahoma down there, Nader. I, I mean, it's it's kind of mixed, but you've definitely got the callers coming into local radio pissed off that they're not that they're not there, yeah. But in my opinion, I mean, five like, they, they, like they need to root for Oklahoma State this weekend. At least like Oklahoma, I think, has to lose. I think Ohio State would beat Oklahoma on a neutral or even in Oklahoma right now. But right. Oklahoma, in my opinion, has to lose. I agree. 
Yeah. It's it just because you can't you can't put them next to each other on paper and say okay well they beat Ohio State straight up now you, same thing is is what happened last year with Ohio State and Penn State but Ohio State I think had, had I, I think there was more value in their wins and the way they beat well somebody. and it was at Penn State the Oklahoma went into Ohio State and beat no them. you're right like yeah it's it just it's compelling I I don't it, know how it, Ohio State fans can think otherwise. And I don't feel, unlike this last game with Penn State, that OU game, I don't ever feel like Ohio State was in that game. So uh, it was it was an impressive win for OU, no, no doubt about it. They're, they're going to have a bitch for sure if, if they get in there towards the end of the year and they don't end up losing. And then, you know, someone like Ohio State squeaks in there. Oh, yeah. When I look at the Pac-12, they're, they're all going to cannibalize themselves. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, they all play each other still. So... And then, of course, you got the championship game as well. So I, I, I don't see a a Big 12 team getting in. I don't think Oklahoma can run the table with uh, their schedule coming up. So, I mean, it, unless something weird happens, it, you could easily say Georgia, Bama, ACC champion, Big 10 champion, and the other conferences are out is kind of where I'm leaning right now. So, And then it's going to be that, that conversation we listen to every year about Notre Dame not being in a conference, especially if they win out, if they don't get in. That's oh, they win if if Notre Dame wins out, they're in. I, I like. Correct. I, I don't see how they can't. Uh, they'll have beaten Miami. That probably is going to anchor them again into the spot that they're at. I Notre Dame, it, in my opinion, they went out, they're in. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let, uh, let's get in the Week Ten game, guys. Um, our picks: co- Memphis, Matt, still in the lead. We got Sean three games back. I am six games back. Farky's nine games back. So still some tough week for Farky last last weekend. (laughs) I put on a clinic last week with my picks the wrong way. (laughs) I wasn't even going to bring it up. So why we got? I mean, we got to we got to showcase it. What did you end up going? I'll I'll take it. I I deserve the abuse. It was god awful. Three and (laughs) fifteen. If you bet a hundred dollars. You know, twelve hundred. You know, mortgage. Uh, yeah, in and out of lead home. <laughs> oh man! All right, Friday night, your Memphis Mac game of the week. Memphis. This line intrigues me a little bit. Mem- uh, Memphis are twelve point dogs on the road at Tulsa, who has struggled all year. Uh, Sean, where are you going with this one? You're going to me? Nah, you. This, this has got to go to Memphis, Matt. No, Memphis. Memphis, Matt gets rebuttal at the end. Oh, he's the anchor. Okay, yeah. I, I'm taking Memphis here. Um, I'm sure there's this is a sneaky number and everything else. They're just more talented. Nader's right. That's a powerhouse brewing. But do they play high school football on Fridays or is it like exclusively Saturdays? Because that's all these cats do is play on Thursdays and Fridays. It's so weird. When you're a great program like this, you you get those standalone games because you're a big deal. Yeah. I mean, don't they have a contract? Don't they have a TV contract that conference does for those Thursday night games or something? Oh yeah, yeah a lot of them do. The Maxions yeah. right now. Yeah, funny little fact that um, the Mac does not play any more Saturday games. They are all weekday games. So you guys get to yeah. see my zips in prime time. So um, I'm going to take Memphis as well. I just talk, they might score every possession. I mean, Tulsa's got a high power offense. I have no idea what this over-under is. It's probably 80-ish, but, uh, yeah, I'm taking Memphis as well. Marky, you finally going to take on Memphis here? Nope. I knew you were going to ask me that, and that's why that's what I put down as my team. <laughs> I could make this pick with my eyes closed. Uh, 
you're over under. I mean, you can make any pick with your eyes closed as long as you can hear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Memphis, Matt, why is this a 28 point game? Remember when Farky wanted to bet Memphis last weekend and just couldn't pull the trigger and they were up 35 nothing and a half? Um, I got two numbers for you. Tulsa, 38 points, 550 yards. That's what they give up per game on defense. Uh, Memphis by 40. Tell them, Nader. Tell them. By 40. God, I hope you're taking this. You're betting this, I hope. Oh, I bet them every week. City. Yeah. I will say Cock, this. lock, and drop. I will you say can... this. If you're going to bet it, bet it now before the public gets it on Friday because it's going to go – I think it's going to go past 14. So get your – Get your 12s and 13s now. All right, let's get into Saturday slate. This is a marquee matchup. We cannot not discuss this one. Someone's going to get their first one of the year. We got the Baylor Bears. Somehow minus eight. Why are they minus eight? They're at Kansas, who's abysmal. I am going to go with my boys, Baylor. Kansas, I bet them two weeks ago against TCU when they were getting 43 and a half. They ended up with 25 total yards i'm never doing it again give me the baylor bears big first one of the year farky who you like there kansas can't do it <laughs> I, I can't I, believe you guys can't, can't do it i it, it's not even out of principle because i don't support rape and gun charges and cheating well cheating a little bit i'm doing do it for josh gordon yeah uh no i can't he's a scumbag he's ruined our team for the last three years oh yeah he's been the sole reason <laughs> yeah, he, the year he had 1,800 yards receiving, he didn't help or anything. I bet you, but no, I'm going Kansas. I, I just I've watched Baylor play, and I know Kansas is garbage, but my God, Baylor's terrible too. I can't. I just cannot believe they're giving up eight. Have you seen Kansas play? I have not. <laughs> but uh, okay. listen, I don't want to keep talking about this game because I don't. I, I I would like to pick the winner, and you're talking me out of it. Memphis, Matt, you have integrity. You taking Baylor? No, I'm taking Kansas. I don't even know what a Jayhawk is, but I'm still going to take them. Um, Baylor's quarterback started 4 of 11 for 37 yards last week in a pick, and then he got substituted out because he blows. Um, I know Kansas is dog shit, but, uh, you know, give me the eight at home. And, and, and for your information, a Jayhawk is a species of hawk. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> guys, if it was the Kansas basketball team, they're uh, like on one side of the ball offensively. I'd at least give them a better shot than this offensive Kansas football team. At least they could throw jump balls to six, nine guys from Lord knows where. I don't even think the kid from Cleveland's on the roster anymore. This is Baylor. All right, next game, we're going to talk about the Ohio State game here. They are traveling to Iowa. They're minus 17 and a half favorites. I usually start with Farky here, but. Memphis Matt's pretty much the ambassador of Iowa. He loves that state. So let, let, let's start with you, Memphis Matt. Who you got here? I don't know if you guys heard uh, Urban and his presser talking about how he loves the state of Iowa because their coach is tough. Their players are tough. Everyone he's ever met from Iowa is tough. Everyone I've ever met from Iowa is a loser. Um, this Ace could be a big like, Yeah, well, I mean, he's not really from Iowa. Um, he just wanted to go there. Um, <laughs> look. This could be a letdown spot, but the fact it's a 3:30 game, and Urban even said, which you know he doesn't usually blow his squad all that much, but he said that the morale is the highest it's it's been there this year. It could be a letdown spot, but I don't think so. I think the Buckeyes cover here, so give me Ohio State. Sean, Sean. see, I 
I think all of that's a little positioning from Urban that he knows that this could be a little a bit of a grind it out type affair. Uh, hit, use Dobbins a lot. I, I like Iowa to cover here. Yeah, I, I just see this as possibly an ugly game. I am. Uh, it's a, it, it's it's a sandwich spot too. Big game off Penn State. Michigan State a better team is next week. Um, I'm expecting some kind of letdown. Seventeen and a half just seems like too much. I'm going to take Iowa as well. Fergie, I could pick this one without any hearing, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ohio State. Uh, however, they they do seem to have a tough time when they go out to Iowa, but I'm going to go against the letdown um, kind of reluctantly here. Seventeen and a half is is probably right about at my limit. But I'm going to go Buckeyes. You don't have a limit with the Buckeyes. Let's be honest. Uh, you're you're right. I don't. Go ahead. Move on. It could be thirty. <laughs> Next game, we got um, very interesting line movement here, guys. Virginia Tech is right now two and a half point favorites at Miami. This line actually opened up Virginia Tech plus three and a half, which is obviously long gone and didn't last very long. Miami's been frauds all year. Sean, who are you taking here? Virginia Tech minus two and a half at Miami. Uh, I, it, it's actually moving around quite a bit. That that frightens me a little. I just like Virginia Tech here. I think it runs out on Miami. They haven't been able to run the ball the last few weeks. That's a major problem. I don't think they're going to be able to throw it as much as they did against some of the last couple teams. And I think Virginia Tech can do enough um, that can put points on the board. I, I like the Hokies here. They've been frauds all year. Um, I, I, I'm very reluctantly actually taking Virginia Tech here, even though I've dogged Miami all year. Um if this gets over three, I, I might take Miami, but uh, I'm unsure right now. Reluctantly, I'm going to take Virginia Tech. Fargy? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Virginia Tech here. I think I think this is where we get to finally quit hearing about Miami. Virginia Tech's defense is always good. I think they'll struggle. Memphis Mac, consensus? Yeah, it's a consensus. Um, I agree with you, Shell. If it moves to three, then maybe you got a little bit of value on Miami. But like Sean said, ever since um, Walton went down, uh, Miami just hasn't been able to effectively run the ball. Um, and, you know, and Miami's got a nice defense, but Virginia Tech's D is stout, man. They're pretty solid. Um, I see the Hokies here um, winning this by a field goal. I th- here's the other thing. When Miami does lose, they're going to lose – a couple that's yes. been their mo and i think the wheels can start to maybe come off a little bit there's been way too much luck from them thus far i agree with that uh next game we got auburn 15 point favorites at texas a&m this line actually opened up 13 blue past 14 i just cannot take texas a&m, texas a&m here I, I i would actually bet it if it's under 14 i don't think we're gonna see that again uh, i'm still gonna take auburn uh for the pod pick here farky who you got I'm going Auburn. I'm going talent. Um, they're, they're the better team. And I, I have a really, really hard time betting, uh, getting on that summon train. So give me Auburn. Memphis, Matt? I refuse to bet Texas A&M in any capacity at this point in the season. Um, their, their quarterback sucks. And he's, I mean, just crap. I mean, 50% completion percentage on the year is just garbage. I don't care who's calling your plays. That sucks. Give me Auburn. Yeah, I, I, I've got to jump aboard with that for all of those reasons. And then some, 
it's a little dicey because I feel like Auburn's kind of screwed us a couple times this year already where, you know, we've pushed or we should have covered and didn't, and they just, you know, crapped the bed. But um, this is one where the loser of this, uh, and, and particularly if A&M loses big, someone's heat, his seat gets super hot uh, because some other schools are starting to open up and you've got to be kind of first to the trough if you're going to eat. So if you're going to make a move, you better make a move. And that's why I think Florida's got a little bit of an advantage out there uh, because of where they are, but they better, Florida's got to jump quick on this because Tennessee's coming, A&M could be coming as well as some others, um, possibly Nebraska, maybe even UCLA. So something to be mindful of. I like the Auburn Tigers here, and I like it by 17. They've been pretty consistent this year also. I mean, who did they lose to? Clemson and LSU, but... But the LSU second half was atrocious, yeah. and the old Miss, that should have been a, a monster cover, and wasn't. Yeah. So... Next game, Wisconsin finally plays somebody with somewhat of a pulse. Uh, they travel to Indiana. They're 13.5-point favorites. Farkey, who you got here? I'm going Wisconsin. Um I've watched them play a couple times. I know we're all not super high on them, but I, I still, I still like them in this game. I like them to cover these points. Um, yeah, give me Wisconsin. I'm gonna stick with them. I, Indiana has been up and down. I mean, I know they play the Buckeyes tough the first half, but they've had some they've had some bad games this year too. I just think Wisconsin pulls away three touchdowns. Memphis Matt. Think about how bad Whiskey's schedule has been when you started off this little segment of saying they finally play someone with a pulse, and it's <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm going to take Wisconsin here solely because they've covered for me twice this year. Once was with that gangster field goal when they absolutely didn't need to kick it. Um, so give me Wisconsin, but a little hesitant here against Indiana. John? Yeah, I think it's hesitant, too. I, I, I the 13 and a half I like, though, I I could see two uh, two touchdowns. I'm taking Wisconsin as well, um, but this may be a touch of a coin flip. Yeah, uh, for the listeners here, um, all five of you, uh, these lines are from Thursday afternoon. As we're recording here Thursday night, I'm, I'm actually refreshing. Indiana's at 14 now, so uh, we're going we're gonna to keep the 13 and a half, but uh, in this case, I might actually take Indiana – Man, that team blows in the fourth quarter, and I hate backing them. I'm, it might be a first-half play for me. I'm going to go against you guys, take Indiana here. Not super excited about it, but, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, another game here, two guys or two teams coming off of pretty brutal losses. Penn State travels to Michigan State. Penn State's eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Memphis, Matt, who do you like here? And this is a this is a tricky game to pick. You know, I, it it's going to be interesting to see how Penn State responds coming off up fourteen nothing. You know, twenty one twenty one three or twenty one seven or what it was. Then twenty eight ten last week. Um, it's all going to be and if uh, dipshit James Franklin can get his team pumped up for this game, um, I think they win. Um, I'm a little hesitant here, and but I'm going to take Penn State coming back with a nice bounce back win on the road at Michigan State. I'll tell you what I'm going to call it. I'm going to say you're a coward because supposedly Michigan State, according to you, has the best coach in the Big Ten, and you don't think they're going to play up to eight and a half. And a top five coach in the country, by the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I'm, I'm pivoting from where Nader is um, and where Farkas is shot across the bow is. I'm taking Penn State because I think it turns into a little bit of style points time. And uh, 
I, I like Penn State for that reason. Uh, it's tough to play that way, but maybe rally around. They've got some veteran leadership with within that roster. Uh, Barkley could have a big game. Uh, I, I like Penn State in this spot, but I mean, this is a brutal Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, and two of them on the road. That's that's tough. Everybody knew it. Um, I'm taking Nittany Lions here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with everything you guys said. I don't think we're going to be in much agreement here just because it's such a tough spot. Also, Michigan State lost in three overtimes to Northwestern, so they're off a brutal loss as well. Um, obviously, I had to play a lot more. Downs as well. Penn State, can they get off the mat for a third straight big game? I I think it's too many points. If this game gets to 10, which I think it will, I might be on Michigan State, but right now at 8.5, I hate it. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan State, though, the pick for the pod. Farky? I'm going to go Penn State because I'm going to go the same way Sean said is I think they're going to respond well to the Ohio State loss. And I, I saw something earlier, too, that uh, to his point, again, about the t- uh, team leadership, they had a team meeting. Uh, yesterday or the day before McSorley and Barkley called it, which I thought was, um, you know, kudos to them. So they kind of rallied everybody together, said, look, let's not let this snowball into something that, that it doesn't need to. Let's keep everybody on the same page and, and go in there and win a game that, frankly, they should win. So I'm going to go Penn State. Next game, tricky spot for the Cyclones here off another huge win. They travel to Morgantown. They are two and a half point dogs. Uh, Sean, who you like here? This is actually just a straight anti-Matt Campbell and Iowa State bet, um, just solely because he's done a lot of interviews this week. They're 15 in the country. Things are kind of riding high. The players, you're still Iowa State. You're going into Morgantown. They're going to be burning couches and drinking blood before the game. It's going to be rabid. There's going to be just you know rabid or uh, rabies-filled animals running around that dump. I'm taking the whole. I'm taking West Virginia. I know some people are probably going to be with me on this pod. Let's let's go, Hulk. Let's roll. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not going to discount anything Iowa State's done this year, but they've been out gained three, three out of the last four games, including those two big wins against Oklahoma and TCU. Um, I just think this is an awful spot for them. Um, I don't know how good they are. Uh, TCU had four turnovers in the last game, 14-13. I just – I don't think Iowa State can score enough here, uh, especially in a letdown spot. I'm taking the hold as well. Farky? Same thing. I, I think that they're going to score points this week. They've, they're, they're due to win one of their bigger games this year. They've, they've fell short and pretty much, what, they got three losses, all the, all the games that were the big games on their schedule. And I, I think Iowa State's done some good things, but I just don't think they can stay with, stay with the points. I don't think they can keep up. Memphis, Matt? I want you to think about this for a second. The people traveling – from Iowa State to Morgantown. Oh Think about God. this. They are actually going to a, a city in Morgantown that is better than where they live. Morgantown's a dump. That's how bad Ames, Iowa is. Give me the hog. Well, imagine that drive, though. You're going through southern Indiana, northern Kentucky, where if you're in the backseat, you better have your seatbelt on, and southern Ohio. And then Ugh. you cap it off maybe with a tip of uh, Pittsburgh or into West Virginia for, for the, the, the cherry on top. And then you got to drive back through there with Iowa tags on. Good yeah, luck. It's terrible. I lived in Indiana for seven years, and I'll tell you, southern Indiana is a different world. 
Awesome. Well, Morgantown ain't exactly a, a metropolis. That place sucks. No, but I will say this. They kick it in Morgantown. I'm sure they do. I, I will say this. I went to uh, the Sweet 16 when it was up in Cleveland, and it was Notre Dame, Kentucky, Wichita State, and Iowa State. And Iowa State travels. I could not believe how many fans I saw there with Kentucky, Notre Dame playing. And that's when Kentucky was undefeated. Uh, they were just monsters. So, so yeah, there, there will be some there will be some Cyclone fans there. There's no doubt. Anything about. to get out of Ames. Yeah, good point. Good point. Harrison Barnes is from Ames. Berkey, cool. your uh, Bulldogs are up next. Georgia, uh, number one team right now. When the College Football Playoff came off, came up, they are hosting South Carolina, who's going to get twenty three and a half. I'm assuming this is this line's only going to go up. Shark, you taking your Bulldogs? Yeah, I'm taking my Bulldogs. Of course, there's no doubt about it. They're rolling right now. Uh, hopefully, you know those guys aren't paying attention to to being ranked one in the playoff and all that crap. I would hope that they wouldn't, but um, yeah, I, I think they cover this. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I've picked Georgia. I think every time this year in the pickums, and um, I haven't bet them obviously, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to go back to Farkey's tried and true method. It's just flat out about athletes. And this isn't a comparison, so give me Georgia. I like Jake Bentley. I think they're better at the quarterback position. Is Eason back yet? Yeah. Uh, well, there's supposedly now going to be a, a big decision that has to be made. Uh, there's no decision. Eason's the quarterback. From From will not win. They can play with Alabama with Eason. They well, I said that. I said Frum. that four weeks ago. They have to play Eason when he comes yeah, back. I, I, I agree. I think this is a tricky spot. I think this number goes up. Show you might be that might be a little bit of your angle that you're taking here. Um, I, I like South Carolina here just from a points. I know Nader over the weekend kind of gave me the whole win. Are you going to get your head out of your ass and just start taking Georgia with your eyes closed, like Farkey says? Um, but I'm taking South Carolina this week. I think it's a, a touch of the curse of the one. I don't think South Carolina wins, but I like a cover here. Um, and I think it actually gets above 23 and a half. And, and real quick, a side note for, for all these, this selection committee or whatever they're called that, that put this first playoff ranking together. I don't care what George has done up until this point. It's Alabama. And there's no reason, no way in hell anyone could convince me that Alabama should not be one. I, I, I agree with that. I, this is just a little bit of goofy grandstanding for whatever reason. Um, I'm with you. That Florida State was a totally different team. Their wheels came off. They lose to Bama. A hurricane hits. They're off for three weeks, and they're without their quarterback. Now we're going to have, oh, that wasn't as good of a win. Look at now. that Florida State, after that game, people were still like, they're going to be there if Francois wasn't hurt. Now, obviously, once they found out that he was out for the year, it's kind of a moot point. But I, I agree with you, Farkey. I didn't even put him on the pod. And you had to bring up your Knowles. No, I, I didn't go. I told you last week on that the one that Burris lost, that idiot, um, that I didn't want to talk Knowles anymore until the Florida game or something. Yeah, j- just for the listeners, we, we recorded week nine and uh, lost it about five minutes in. It was probably the greatest pod of all time. Just take our word for it. Um, I am taking South Carolina. You guys know my style. It's not worth – I don't lay twenty three and a half. This over under is forty five, um, so I'm just hoping for a low scoring game. I kind of like the under, so I'm going to take the points with the dog here. Uh, reluctantly, we mentioned Scott Frost. Uh, UCF is going to SMU. 
They are 14-point favorites. I just think this is a tricky spot. Um, when it comes to UCF, they got a couple games circled, and that's uh, USF late and Memphis as well, probably in the championship game. So I, I think they just kind of coast. And one thing I'm also going to maybe pay attention to, you guys remember Houston last year with uh, uh, their head coach, and then once he got all these rumors of going to Texas, they just crapped the bed. That mm-hmm. might make the play coming forward as he just is – his name's going to come up for more and more job offers. I think that might affect him a little bit. Plus, they're they're worried about later on in the year where their schedule toughens up here. So I'm going to actually take SMU in the 14 here, Farky. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to I'm going to go UCF. I like I like their squad. I like the season they put together. Uh, I'll be frank. I know basically zero about SMU. So I'm I'm going to rely back on Farky's faves here this week on this pick. So give me uh, SMU's got the best player on the field. Cortland Sutton. Well, that's correct. Memphis Matt. I got a question for you. What do you think a 30-second ad would run in the matchup, the rematch between UCF and Memphis at the end of the year? <laughs> 1.2? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what is, you know, what, what's the going rate for Super Bowl ads? <laughs> exactly. Then double it. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I like my schools that cheat and are double-digit homes uh, dogs at home. Give me an SMU. Yeah. I mean, Eric Dickerson ain't walking through that door. Craig James ain't either. That thankfully, his son's in the closet, which is fine. I'm taking SMU. Cortland Sutton, coming out party, first round draft pick. It's got a lot of Corey Davis to him. Watch out. Inter- interesting game here with this one, guys. Wake Forest, 14 point underdogs heading to South Bend facing Notre Dame. Memphis, Matt, who you like here? Yeah, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I'd take Notre Dame four weeks in a row, uh, or at least three weeks in a row, um, I would have probably dropped over and dead. Um, I can't believe I'm going to take Notre Dame again. Basically, I don't know, I've watched them play a couple times because they're always on TV, which makes me ill. Um, But I like Notre Dame. I actually think they're a pretty good team. I, I for one, actually think they they belong in the top four. Not 100% sure why, but I'll, I'll take the Irish at home. <laughs> oh, I, I do too. I mean, I, I think their body of work and everything else. Um, I actually, for as much as I've dogged Brian Kelly over the years, he's been pretty damn good this year. I think he did goof up the Georgia game a little bit, but uh, we come to find Georgia's pretty damn good themselves. That said, too many points for me. A little bit of a celebratory look ahead spot for Notre Dame. I'm taking Wake very reluctantly, but I'm taking the Demon Deacons. I like Wake's front. I also said the same thing about uh, North Carolina State, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, I believe they have Miami on deck, so it could be a little bit, hey, you're number three in the rankings. Hey, undefeated Miami's on deck. Uh, might be a little bit of a look-ahead spot, so I'm going to take Wake here as well. Parky? I'm going to take Wake. Ugh, I don't know. I'm going to stick with Wake. It, it concerns me that they lost to Florida State. Um if they had lost last week to Louisville, that'd be four losses in a row. I would probably go ahead and, and take Notre Dame to roll them, but because they did get a win last week, got back on the right side, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say they'll stay within 14. I don't think they'll win the game, but uh, I don't think Notre Dame's going to cover that, so give me Wake. Next game we got, we'll start, uh, start with you, Sean. Stanford, uh, I think Bryce Love is still questionable. They're getting two and a half as they, hand, as they head to uh, Wazoo. Facing your boy, Mike Leach, who you got here? 
they're going to need that and then some. I like Wazoo bounce back here. Uh, I think this is kind of the make or break part of their season. I, I think Leach finds a way. I'm taking Mike Leach. Couple great rants. Candy Corn, the reporter that said, "Is there a reason why this started late?" You know, and then he gave a smart aleck response back to the reporter. Then the reporter asked, "Well, who's your starting quarterback?" And then he said, "Oh, looky, looky here. Somebody wasn't on the first question that I answered when the press conference actually started." So if you haven't seen that, we'll try and tweet it out. Uh, so leak was was peak leak this week. So I'm taking Wazoo just at a pure Mike Leach fandom. Here's the direct quote. Uh, when asked about candy corn, it's like fruitcake. There's a reason they only serve fruitcake once a year. So, <laughs> man, It's that, terrible. It's terrible. Dude, and then he sucks. went in through a rant and then kept ending with, it's terrible. And then he threw out something else that you do once a year that sucks. Um, here, here, Here's my thing. I don't think Bryce Love's going to play. David Shaw, I think, is extremely overrated. The fact he's playing Keller Christ who absolutely blows is beyond me. I I don't care who's who is quarterback for Wazoo. I th- I think they smoke him here, especially if Bryce Love doesn't play on taking Wazoo as well. Farky? Yeah, give me Wazoo. Give me my man Leach. He he did. He had a good quick interview this week with the, that little bit that Sean mentioned. Uh, Stanford bores me. This this Stanford team being twenty one in the country. I know they're six and two. Um, Washington State's undefeated at home. I just I think they're going to be able to score points. I know the weather's a bit of a concern. I saw um, it could be an issue, but I just don't have anything that stands out to me about Stanford that that makes me think they're going to play play even within probably a touchdown this game. I'd probably like it up to seven, but um, the fact it's only under field goal, give me Wazoo. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I'm on Wazoo here too. Everybody kind of touched on the t- uh, two things I wanted to about the the phone in uh, conversation with Leach at the at the booth was just classic Leach. And like Farky said, they they play really well at home. I mean, they've been smoked a couple times on the road, but every time Leach is within, um, anytime he can see those sheds, he likes to lock his players in from the field. Um, they typically tur- turn out a good uh, effort. So give me Wazoo at home. Let's get one thing too. The candy corn thing was on the field. I don't know if that was after a game or at halftime or like, I don't know how it was at the, maybe it was after a practice, but like that was on the field. That wasn't just like, you know, some random quote out of nowhere at the end of a press conference. Someone asked him that on a football field. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think it was at halftime. It might've been in the end of the game. I do not remember. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out. I have no doubt. I'll tweet it out on uh our Twitter handle, guys, which is uh, NEG Pod CFB. If you want to follow us there, appreciate it. Um, anything else in this game, guys? I I love it that now reporters and just different people are ask coming up with the most ridiculous questions to ask Leach every week because he the Pirates know he's Viking. We talked to Pirates Viking last week. You're absolutely uh, right. God, it's great. And well, th- that's what made the reporter that was getting you know smartass with him, and then he was like basically called out because he wasn't paying attention at the beginning, and then asked for the answer, and Leach told him to go look it up online. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That that was the great one. You go, li- yeah. He goes, you can play it back and listen to it. <laughs> All right, next game, Bedlam. Uh, OU travels to Oklahoma State. They are uh, Oklahoma's getting three. Farky, who you like here? I'll tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust the consensus pick. I, I like OU here. Um, I 
I've definitely been one that's voiced my opinion on Baker Mayfield over the course of the season. And I think it's just more because I was aggravated about the Ohio State loss. But I think this is a game where he has a huge, huge game. I think uh, I think their defense is going to play well. Oklahoma State's a good team. I've taken them a lot this year. But I don't know. There's just something about this game, rivalry game. I just think, I think OU's going to step up. I think they're going to play well. Uh, they play TCU after this game, so you know they come away with two wins over the next two weeks. You know they're gonna they're gonna be making a strong statement for themselves in some of these conversations. And as much as I hate to say it, I, I'm gonna put it on on Baker Mayfield and say he plays a hell of a game and they come out and they win. So I'm gonna take them to win, and I'll probably put it in a parlay this week. Memphis Matt. I'm going to go ahead and just speak for the whole group here, and I think we can all agree the name Bedlam for this series sucks. I love Get it. a better name. It blows. I, um, I love it. I can't stand it. It's I'd, just trailer know. enough for Oklahoma. That's why yes. I love it. Uh, I mean, it's like mayonnaise sandwiches with a little bit, a hint of bologna. Um, I I like, I, I don't love Oklahoma State here. I'm going to take them solely because they're at home. And I, I just think that they can, you know, I think Oklahoma's, if I'm Oklahoma, they're looking at, you know, these players, they all pay attention to where they're at. Uh, on the on the playoff uh, rankings, I'm just kind of hoping here that Oklahoma State knows that they actually have they have to win this game to get back into this thing. And being at home, I I think that they can cover the three. So give me Oklahoma State. John? Yeah, I'm I'm with you from a hesitation standpoint. I um, not with the bedlam as I aforementioned, but uh, I, James Washington was my X factor in this. Farky's got Baker Mayfield. I like James Washington. I think Rudolph can do just enough to score. OU's been very, very susceptible, as they showed against Texas, um, against the pass. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma State, albeit reluctantly, and thankfully it's not a consensus pick. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just I like the, the, uh, the Cowboys here. I like this game if Rudolph, uh, yeah, if Rudolph is healthy, that's a – Big question mark. So if you're going to bet this game, check that out uh, before you do so. It's my thing. Um, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I like Oklahoma State here at home. I'll lay the three. Uh, next game here, TCU is hosting Texas. Man, I hate this game. Um, I'm going to take TCU to bounce back. I hate going against. I hate going against Texas as an underdog, but uh, I'll lay the seven here. I'll take TCU. Farky. I mean, we dog Texas all year. Do we? Do we really think Texas is going to play? On the road against TCU, who's only who's got a seven point loss. That's it this year. I, and we've we've all been kind of maybe Ravens a strong word, but we all spoke up TCU pretty pretty strongly over the course of really the season and really up until they lost. But I don't know. To me, this line's kind of goofy. I I just don't think Texas is very good, and for it to only be a touchdown at home um, after a loss, I think it's going to be you know a bounce back game that they're going to play well. And I think they're going to cover the seven. So give me TCU. Memphis Matt. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, you know, we kind of just looked at TCU as kind of like an afterthought. Okay. They, you know, they're, they're winning some games and then we were all riding high on them. I mean, Fergie's got a great point, you know, that one loss and it's not like they got blown out or anything. I mean, why are we all of a sudden talking about a Texas team that's only getting, or that's getting seven, you know, I, I was thinking this would be more like around ten and a half. Um, I don't really see why you'd take Texas here, especially TCU coming off a loss. Um, give me the Horn Frogs. 
Yeah, I, I, I love it for those reasons. I think it's that. I actually think the line probably would have been 10, but there's this built-in Texas money um, that kind of yanked it downward a little bit. Um, I don't know show if that's a thing or not, but it's a good theory that I thought thought of. Uh, but I, I, I like TCU in a bounce back. It just feels like an odd spot for Texas to all of a sudden just – you know, completely put together a complete game, A, to win, let alone, I, I just, I think covering seven is not ideal, but I, I kind of looked at this and thought it'd be nine or 10. So uh, I'll take the extra kind of couple points, put it at seven, worst case push. Uh, but I like, I like TCU here. Yeah, I, I like TCU to bounce back. It's just, there's Herman as the underdog side and, I mean, let's be honest. They were in an awful spot last week against my Baylor Bears, and they trounced them when Baylor's a solid squad. So maybe I'm just giving them more credit there for that win, that huge win over there in Waco. Waco. You guys should have finished the job and just just parking lot the whole damn place. (laughs) How's David Crash doing these days? He gone. He gone. All right, Farky, we uh we'll start off here with you. Bama you think David Koresh gets worked into a lot of like sports pods these days. That's what that's the type of hard hitting analysis that you can only get from the NEG network. I mean, that son of a bitch's been dead for twenty five years. I know. You should have I mean, I w- I don't even know what I talked about at the NFL. I literally basically blacked out for like an hour straight and screamed at Grilly and Burst almost the entire time. So like and I tied it in with a little bit of like some Farky. I threw in some of you guys into different points in time on it. So definitely cop that. Listen to this for the betting angles. You're, you're good for the weekend. It wasn't his compound called, was it Branch Davidian? I believe so. Yeah. That place yes. need, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about a place that needed nuked. That whole compound. Just burn it down. You know way too much. That's what he that. did. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it needed to be military inflicted. Uh, fair. Good plug, Sean. You you guys can follow uh, Luke and Jerry at Glory Pod. Uh, check that out. Uh, the NFL picks and all your fantasy stuff. Screw them. Uh, follow me. Those <laughs> dudes are clowns. Farky, we'll start here with you. Uh, LSU is at Bama. Uh, I believe this is the biggest line in I don't twenty five years for LSU. They're getting twenty one in Tuscaloosa. Uh, what do you like here? Uh, this is Farky's faves all over it. Uh, give me Bama, best team in the country. Uh, LSU, I guess, has played a little better since the start of the season, but to me, they're fraud. Uh, Nineteen, give me a break. I think I think Bama covers this, and there's no way old Eddie is going to enjoy this game. Um, little side note: I, I know there's not a lot of relevance for it, but one thing that stuck out for me from this game last year is LSU did not cross the 50-yard line last year against against Alabama. So um, <laughs> they could they could be at home in a world pain at home last year. Yeah. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I, I switched this pick because I don't actually know why I put LSU. I, I must have read it wrong because um, I've been on the Bama train with everybody else all year and don't really plan on getting off here at this stop. Um, Saban has a chance to act his rivals down this year. He's got a chance to absolutely dump truck these losers at home. Fully expect him to. Um, I, you know, I, I like it at anything up to 28. So give me Bama. Sean, I love Bama. Um, I, I, I'm in line with you guys. There's nothing you said that it, that it's just redundancy. 
this has all the makings for watching Eddie O just look confused from like six minutes into the game on trying to figure out like how much and where it shows the difference. I don't think they have those at football games, and they well, they probably should in Bama because those people are toothless idiots. But they don't have that, I believe, um, because they've got to have a Coca-Cola ad and everything else that they're doing for amateur athletes. But I digress. Eddie O is going to look at that screen, look confused the whole time, maybe see the Coca-Cola in which he had some sugary sweetness uh, to satisfy his thirst through, through his fat belly all game. But uh, Bama rolls. Jeez. Here, let, let me give you some real stuff. Um, oh, I usually – Coca-Cola and point <laughs> difference isn't real? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, LSU is 77th against the run, which I found very surprising. A couple other things. Saban off a of bye, and Saban loves to be a little whiner and to motivate his team. D- don't think that th- them being number two isn't – you know, he isn't mentioning that to the guys every week, so – I usually don't Poison. do this. Poison. Yeah, I usually don't do this with an over-under of 48, but, I mean, that's still saying that LSU gets to 13-14, which I don't think happens, so I'm going to lay the I'm gonna lay the 21 here with Bama. Uh, next game, we, uh, we haven't mentioned Washington a lot this year because they really don't play anybody. Um, Oregon heads to Washington. They're getting 18. This line opened atrociously a bet on line. It was 26-and-a-half, um, which I would have been on Oregon. Uh, Memphis, Matt, who do you like here? Yeah, everybody knows I was on the Washington bandwagon a little bit earlier this year and kind of fallen off that. But um, 26 and a half is actually, <clears throat> if I were going to take Oregon, that'd be more around the line where I would take it. I mean, let's not forget, this is an Oregon team that got pounded by, like Fargy said, that boring-ass Stanford team by damn near 50. Um, I, there's really no difference here. I mean, Washington's still a good football team. Oregon's not so. Give me Washington. I love Washington here too. I, I think it's a tailor-made spot. If, it, it, knowing the twenty-six, then this is probably a total reversal of that. So they're trying to get to get money on the other side, so that it's dropped down to to eighteen. Uh, and and I think it's just tailor-made for Washington. I like Washington by twenty-four. Yeah, I believe Oregon's on their second or third quarterback. Washington's actually number one against the run. Um, I, I see a blowout here, too, as well. I'm taking Washington minus the 18. Farky? Yeah, I got Washington here. They beat these losers 70-21 to 21 last year, and they <laughs> basically have the same team. Oregon has the same team. Coach Willie needs to, to roll up a blunt Willie Nelson style and just sit back on the sideline and smoke that blunt and watch the train wreck unfold because it's going to be anywhere between. I'll tell you what. That would – Fox would love that because that'd be some late night ratings if Willie Taggart just decided to start smoking blunts. <laughs> Freaking black and mild. Uh, if he's taking the cancer paper out of a black and mild. Wait, is this game in Oregon? If it's in Oregon, I believe it's legal. So It's in Washington, it? but I think it's I legal think it's in legal Washington. There. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'd love to see him pull out a big old water bong on the bench and just start piling <laughs> on that thing. I, I got I gotta say I, I do like the blunt idea a lot more. Like a swisher sweet in one ear and I'm just smoking a blunt in the other. Maybe hit like pass into the line judge. You know <laughs> like that would up uh, that I I'd be just locked into Pac twelve football. Oh, 
Oh God! If he was eating like a bag of like Doritos over there on the sidelines, <laughs> they're getting beat Funyuns. by forty, and he's knocking blunts and forties back, <laughs> <laughs> playing Edward Forty Hands. Uh, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw it. The little kids that did the Friday Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, oh, like re- great. you guys saw that. We should we got to tweet great. that too. That literally made like that. I love seeing Halloween costumes that aren't like stupid, that are really kind of like throwback neat. That one literally was the best one that I've seen in like a decade. I love yes. that. And it made me like, I got to watch Friday again. It was oh, yeah. awesome. All right. Two more, uh, two more games left. Um, if you guys haven't seen Khalil Tate play, he is must watch TV. That's the next game. Zona's getting seven and a half at USC. This line actually opened up at 10, which I found very surprising. USC cannot stop the run as they did against, or as it showed against Notre Dame. Khalil Tate, you guys ready for this? Thirteen point four yards of carry is what he's averaging. H- how wow. he didn't start the year, he has single handedly saved Rich Rod's job. So I'm going to take Zona here plus the points. I may consider money line because USC is just decimated up front. Farky, who you like here? I know you guys are going to hate this one too. I'm I'm sticking with USC here. Um, I don't have a ton of value behind it other than the fact that I this one is how you go three and fifteen, Jay. <laughs> nah, I think I like this one. I like this one. I do. I, I think they're going to cover. Let me, let, me, oh, let, me, let me blow up the consensus. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Arizona here. They can't throw the ball very well at all. But I mean. You know, USC, like Michelle said, just got dump trucked by Notre Dame on the ground. And USC has battled um, injuries all season long. I mean, there are certain positions where they're down to their third guy in a couple spots. I think on the offensive line, maybe in two spots even. That might not be right, but it's it's. I, I definitely know they've got one guy that down to their third spot. Um, they're beat up, and I just I, I like Arizona with the 7.5. It's still a good number. One of those spots, I believe, is at the defensive tackle. That's how Notre Dame exploited them. I think this is just more of the same. The other sneaky thing here, USC fans are front runners. This isn't a home field advantage situation. This is the zone of kids getting to go into big, bad USC and beat them. People are going to be sleepwalking from the Dodgers. USC is not the hot ticket right now because they're not winning. Uh, And I, I just think it's a perfect spot for Zona. The 10, I would have – that's one where you're running to the book. Like Deshaun Watson blows his knee out, and you're, you're feverishly trying to get money in um, at the 13-and-a-half for Indy. Uh, you know, a lot of those lines got pulled. They obviously adjusted this line accordingly. I love Zona here. And, and for the record, show, I'd like that you threw that stat out there for Tate. I, I just want to reiterate that that is unbelievable. To be averaging that at that level of football – I know we joke around about the Pac-12, but still, regardless, double-digit oh. yards per carry is, is that was that was somewhere else this year, early in the season. And my point actually was that's actually an indictment on the coaching staff because there's no reason you should have that few of carries that your right. average isn't down lower. Yeah, but in Tate's case, at- in Tate's case, it's not really the case. Like he's just running rough shot. Yeah, he's only got like I think it was 69 carries or something. He didn't start the year. Yeah, that's the problem. But, I mean, if he's running for that much, you should get five to ten more carries a game. Like, you should never have an average that high. Yeah, Didn't he, uh, he start half their games last year, too? Or is that due to injury? Um, I don't remember. I I think Solomon was the quarterback most of the year. I, I'd have to look at that. Yeah, Here, I think so. Here's another stat with Khalil Tate. 
He has the same amount of rushing yards as Lamar Jackson last year on 90 less carries. Well, let me explain to you something that'll help that average. That's the 14 carries for 327 yards he had against Colorado. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what helps that playing Colorado. That team, you want to talk about like just waking and baking? That team's been sleepwalking the whole season. They blow. <laughs> All right. I, I, cookie, man. I cannot believe I left this game off the sheet. That's my bad, guys. Maybe the line Disgusting. came up or I skipped over it. Uh, I believe it's a noon game on Saturday. Clemson's at North Carolina State. Um, I'll lead off here. I think Kelly Bryant looked great. I believe he had 22 completions at 12 different receivers. Uh, I think Clemson got right. And um, the other thing with the uh, with the style points here that we mentioned with Penn State, I, I think Clemson will, will try to put the pedal here to the ground. I'm going to take Clemson minus a seven. Ferky, taking a fave here. Yeah, give me Clemson. I think uh, I mentioned it last week too. Is that they're they are they're riding high right now. Um, I think they got they got some new life since that loss. Every anything you listen to right now that talks about the playoffs and uh, where teams are ranked, everybody is saying you know Clemson wins out. They're automatic. So um, I think they're using that as motivation as opposed to the you know the latter uh, you know hurting their team by thinking the wrong things. But give me Clemson. Um, those guys are flying high. They're damn good. Memphis, Matt? Yeah, NC State back at home, probably still licking their wounds from getting pounded by Notre Dame. And this isn't really the team you want to go up against to do that, coming off a loss like that. Um, I just I think it's too much Clemson here. They're, they are playing really well back off a loss. And I just – I don't I, – I, I would think this should be more like uh, 10, 10 and a half. So I think the value is on Clemson. Okay, so is it actually seven? Because I thought it, I saw eight, eight and a half. I, ju- I just looked at it. it. It's seven. I'll be damned. I, I don't like this as a consensus. This is oh, – son of a – Okay, I, I, I got seven and some minus 120, so you might be seeing seven and a half in your book, and it's about to get to seven and a half, so. Oh, Christ. Um. I just – I don't know why I like this NC State team so damn much. It just kind of drives me crazy. Um, Put down that blunt, Willie. Yeah. This see, is I, see uh, so I'm on SB Nation. Uh, but, uh, so this is from, I guess, earlier today. It was plus eight. I loved it at plus eight. Okay. Um, uh, qu- question, can you uh, – Open an SB Nation account and, pl- and place bets on there? No? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me see what they say they use. Because I think they actually said they use Westgate. So, question. I might have your answer for you. Um, I I don't know. This this computer sucks. Um, Christ. <laughs> Give me NC State. F it. Oh, yeah. La- last week's pod, too. I dropped an F-bomb. But thanks, Jerry Burst. Dipshit. We're uncensored. Uh, That's yeah. what I mean. But it's gone. It's in, it's in the wind. It's a fart in the wind. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> All right. There's our Week 10 games. Let's figure out our bets here, guys. Um, I feel like we were pretty confident on Wazoo and Hulk. Um, I, and Bama. And Bama? Yeah, I, I am. I would. I, Bama's up there for me. Yeah. Okay. Nader? Yeah, I also like TCU as well. 
I like guys- I like Washington more than than actually than than uh, TCU. I even kind of like them more than Wazoo. So hold Bama or top two? Are we in agreement there? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. what else do we like? I like Washington. It's up to you guys. Yeah, I like. Yeah. And I, 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 I'll take Leach too. I mean, we want to roll with four. Try and reverse the three one, the one three to three one. Yeah, get us back in our winning ways. Our units, are, our units are worth what a hundred grand? Is that what we put? Yeah, <laughs> easily. Nate, are you like any of those other ones or what? Yeah, I mean, I just like the Willie Taggart story about smoking that blunt on the sidelines eating Funyuns. So, <laughs> you're going against him. How can you not take Washington minus 18? I guess the question is, is okay, TCU, Auburn, or Virginia Tech, do we want to throw a fifth in there? You know, we're running out of season. I like the action. I guess if I was picking the three, uh... I'd probably take TCU. You guys want to add a fit? So, so right now we got West Virginia minus two and a half, Wazoo minus two and a half, Bama minus 21, Washington minus 18. Yeah, I'd like to have TCU in there. I like that TCU game. Memphis, Matt? Man, i not a big fan of it. You liked it. I, I, do, I do like it. Give me, yeah, TCU, that's fine. I hate it. It'll be a loser. I'm <laughs> All right, five bets this yeah, week. We've got uh, God on our side. That's you. right. We got. We think of this. We got Hog Leach. We're anti blunt smoking. We're pro God, and then well, Saban. He's the damn devil. So we pretty much got like all bases covered. So yeah. we're anti. We're anti teeth. That's true. A couple of the Texas schools, West Virginia, Bama. Yeah, I mean Washington's a little bit of you know the West Coast elite, but it's more kind of naturey versus you know, the USC's of the world. They call they call um, Alabama the Harvard of the state of Alabama. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I'll, let me put let me put this, put it this way and put this kind of as politely as possible. The second that anybody from Alabama puts the word Harvard in anything, they should immediately stop talking. Like they can't compare anything to Harvard. Like unless they say our football team is so good at football, we're basically the Harvard of schools. Like that would be the context for which it would be allowable to utilize Harvard in any type of kind of um, synonym if you or, or metaphor. Otherwise, keep the name out your mouth. Here's my question. How many kids that go to Bama live in trailer parks? How many kids do you think that go to Harvard live in trailer parks? Well, I will say this. There's a lot of kids that go to Harvard from from uh, Asia, and a lot of them are living in seclusion up on a rice paddy hill somewhere. <laughs> That's Okay, so there's a little bit truth to that, but I will say like those kids would also literally mop the floor educationally with any okay. single person. From Alabama. Yeah. I mean, we've got three teams here that most of their players probably have dentures. So I like that. No, they just have gold teeth. Grills. Those are grills. Yeah. Oh. 
I don't know what happened. I was given my Baylor take. I just can't believe you two picked Kansas. Oh, my God. I can't wait to text you guys this. That game's going on. <laughs> guys, there are like, so, like so many good games. There's so many good noon games. <laughs> and I might be glued to the Baylor Kansas. I might live tweet the Baylor Kansas game. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, going on last in Ohio State. <laughs> We we bitched about this last week. All the three thirty games this week. It's all new. Like actually, this is just a big slate this week. This is actually a really good slate. It's not an easy gambling slate, but it's a good slate to watch. So, I mean, maybe I'll just be like Willie Taggart, just smoke blunts and drink forties all week. <laughs> I'm not gonna deal. I'm gonna have to watch that game just to watch Willie Taggart now. <laughs> can I can I say something before we get off? I I want our listeners to sit there tomorrow evening and think to themselves, Do I like money? And if the answer is yes, jump on your local gambling site and go ahead and throw a little cash on Memphis minus 12. There's a, are there a lot of local gambling sites in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that called? Those, uh, what's those Just some board? cash and check down the, the skill street, games. <laughs> yeah, the skill games. They take, don't they take plays at skill game stores? Lucky yeah. sevens. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the guy behind the counters are a huge grease ball. Yeah, I'm sure that happens. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else? Let, let's end this train back. No, I'm going to do a pumpkin roll. No, All right, make sure, make sure to follow us on Energy Pod CFB. That's Energy Pod CFB. Make sure to follow Luke and Jerry at Glory Pod. Uh, like us on, what is it, iTunes, Sean? Give us five stars. Yeah, it's something like that. You guys aren't doing it, so screw you guys. You guys are jerks. <laughs> All right. Um, this is <laughs> for Sean. For Sean Farkey, Memphis Matt. <laughs> Uh, we are, we, we, we need to be done. We're out. Do a lot of your top brands go out and like insult their listeners and their, their, their viewers? <laughs> hey man, strive for greatness. I'm out. I'm out. These are the tales, the freaky tales. These are the tales that I tell so well you don't like my dirty raps. You can go to hell.